We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, hour three of the podcast. If you're listening that way, hello, everybody. Thank you for <laughs> Donna this. just waved. <laughs> I love it. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, Of course, we had the Oscars last night. By the way, um, my short documentary that I really loved won, The Elephant Whisperers. Oh, yes. Beautiful film. You could check it out. It's airing, I believe, on YouTube, I think. Don't quote me. Almost never do. Thanks. (laughs) That's cool. Anyway, it was really, that that took place in India. You might uh, enjoy Enjoy that, yeah. Seeing that. Somebody else just said, uh, you need to watch Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Of all the nominated movies I watched, this is hands down the best of them. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and end with a smile. That's from Shelley. John Scott emailed us and said, saw all 10 Best Picture nominees, and The Triangle of Sadness is the only one I viscerally hated. Oh, wow. With that, I want to jump right to this. We'll get to Razzie winners in a moment. Okay. SNL did a bit on Jamie Lee Curtis over the weekend that you cute. informed me about. So yeah. we were watching it this morning. And it's funny. So you have Chloe Feynman, who's very funny. She comes on the, you know, Oscars red carpet, and they're doing an interview. But about, we listen to the whole thing. It's like a minute and a half or maybe two minutes. But midway through, she starts talking about one of the movies. And I said to Donna, this is how you review movies. How Jamie Lee Curtis, about midway through it, you're about to hear, starts reviewing a movie, is how Donna does. She's like, oh, total waste of time. Never laughed, ever. And it was genius. That's what Donna will say of any given movie. Brilliant. Here's uh, a bit from SNL. Turns 95 this year. So if you think about how racist and sexist your grandpa Wait, was not this. 90- I'm sorry. I thought I sent it to you queued up toward that's Jamie it, yeah, that's Lee Curtis. Did I send you the wrong cue? My bad. That's my fault, Why brother. are you so dumb? Donna, I don't know. Just generally. Right, it looks like it was just off by a bit, so here we okay. go. Okay. All right. It was just a little bit early. My bad. Speaking of looking good, it's first time nominee for Best Supporting Actress, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> Great is this? <laughs> I sold yogurt that made you poop, and now I'm nominated. <laughs> now, you have been refreshingly down to earth this whole award season. Who are you wearing tonight? Kirkland by Costco. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you've also been so vocally supportive of all your fellow nominees. Well, because these actresses rule. Kate Blanchett? Are you kidding me? She is so... Am I allowed to curse? Uh, no. She is so... Hot. <laughs> and Tar? Oh, my God! Tar was iconic, vivacious, carnivorous, queer, vague, confusing, long, long, partially in German, yes. and it was hands down 
the funniest movie of the year. That's not a, right there. That's all we need. That's not a Valentine oh right God. there. And the German, even the German part, I thought that's like how Donna accidentally puts it in a foreign uh, foreign dub and doesn't know. And she's like, I didn't know this was a foreign film. Clueless oh is foreign. Oh, gosh, that is it right there. But, you know, it's like you you can't just focus on all the good. You've got to inform people that you might find it this. The only thing with your reviews, you're right. I mean, you are you are honest, (laughs) albeit confusing in your review, because I think where I struggle with your movie reviews recently with these Oscar nominated movies in particular is I'm trying to figure out how would the bottom paragraph of this written review read if it were printed in The Hollywood Reporter. You know, right. you can say all the things, but I'm not sure. And I don't think the audience totally knows where to land. I remember Donna raving about that. And she hated it. <laughs> like, I kind of hate watched everyone, every, everything, everyone, sure. everybody, every, okay. every purpose, you know, that thing. I kind of hate watched it. And then when it was over, I'm like, that was the most unique movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm glad I saw it. I never need to see it again. See? This is what I mean. (laughs) Also, quickly about the Oscars. um, We talked a little bit about Best Original Song Performances last night. Everything Everywhere All at Once had a performance for their Best Original Song. What was that? So I was watching the Oscars with a remote in hand, right? I just was like, I am the captain now. I will will decide what I want to watch. And I go... It's funny that you said that. That is a line out of... Triangle of Sadness, and it's a very pivotal moment in the film. Really? Yeah. So, the, and do they reference it as they're they're taking it from Captain Phillips? Don't worry about it. Nice. But all I know is I stopped on the best original song for Everything Ever All at Once, and immediately I saw a dude with hot dog fingers, and I was like, I'm that out. That was David Byrne. I can't. I, that was I'm just funny. not in this frame of mind right now. For to to go in, I have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to set aside time. The kids need to be in bed. And then I need to say, I'm going. I'm going to go into everything, everywhere, all at once. I bet I might really like it. You might. Because you appreciate so many different genres of film. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think you love, like, a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got that blockbustery feel, and the editing is incredible. But then it's really long. I don't know. You might be like, I get it. I get the gist. Mike, have you seen it yet? I have not yet, no. What are you guys waiting for? Just time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Lots of things. The Razzies happened over the weekend too. Oh yeah. So do you want to? <laughs> do you want to hear the? the Tell losers? everybody the worst screen couple. I mean, this is really Razzie. Okay. Razzies in Razzie form. I kind of love this actually. So, uh, worst screen couple is Tom Hanks and his latex makeup in Elvis. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Easy. I love it. Worst picture, blonde. Worst actor, Jared Leto in uh, Morbius. Worst actress, huh. They gave it to themselves, the Razzies. That was after they rescinded their nomination for For 12-year-old Ryan Kira Armstrong for Firestarter. Oh, worst remake, ripoff sequel, Pinocchio from Disney. I did want to like that movie. You should watch Guillermo... Del Toro's. I, I would like to watch. It looks cool. Also, I love that the title is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I like that too. That they were just like, it's too confusing. People yeah. are going to confuse it. Everybody knows. Most right. people know Guillermo, so they know what they're getting into there. He's so sweet too. Uh, worst supporting actor went to Tom Hanks and Elvis. Worst screen couple, you already heard. Uh, worst director, uh, basically Machine Gun Kelly and Mod Son for Good Morning. 
And worst screenplay went to Blonde. Thank you. Um, we I, sh- you know what we need to do for Mike? Mike, did you happen to see uh, Emily Blunt and The Rock? I did, yeah. Um, let's play it again. I'm okay. putting it in right here for you. I got you. it. Okay. Um, the audio is a little off because it's like a recording of a recording, so kind of bear with that. But, but tell me this isn't Steve and me. <laughs> All right, here it is. Hello. We know the show just started, so we're going to get straight to the point. We're here to present the award for best animated feature. Here's Steve. There he goes. Animation. But where does one even begin to adequately capture the magic that is animated film? I'm sure he's reading Um, Chat GPT right there. So these are the nominees for best animated. Let's think about it. Well, it's a long night. That word, word, animation. Like many words, it comes from the mother tongue, Latin. (laughs) Oh my God! Its root meaning to bestow life. Dwayne, we just need to keep this moving because do you see they're exhausted just even at this? Emily, is it? Yes, it's. It's. No, we're just wasting time. You know, I mean, really think about it. Is it really wasting time to say that animation is the very definition of film? Artfully telling sufficient. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Artfully. Thank you, guys. Artfully telling sophisticated (laughs) narratives frame by frame. And it's tied to the origin of cinema itself and encompasses a whole array of visual styles and techniques as displayed oh by, thank you, the Kill nominees me. this year. That was very, very nice. And she just gives in, waves the white flag, fine. Oh. I thought the better joke there, who am I to rewrite a joke for those two? They're so funny. I love them. But I thought she was going to say that was very, very long. <laughs> and then here, you know, but yeah, oh, it's such cute. a funny bit. They are so funny together. And yeah. I'm in the unique position where I get to see your facial expressions while you're talking to Steve and you two are exactly the same. I mean, and I was saying we're out of time, oddly, but I was saying even in it was the first category of the night and almost immediately Emily says to him. They're already bored. Like, they're exhausted. Hey, okay, on. Nobody Could wants you to just... hear about this. And Donna yeah. will hit me with that kind of response in the opening block of our show at 9 a.m. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we both thought that was very oh. funny. Um, when we come back, let's take a little Oscars break for a second. Take yeah. a breather. Other things in the world. Crimes that are less common during daylight savings time. And I find this interesting because I've been wondering about a specific crime that is, I wonder, seasonal. Huh. I'll explain this. When are you come back? Donna, Steve, my turn. All right, we're back. Thank you for listening, you guys. We appreciate it. It is Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. How you guys doing with the uh, setting the clocks ahead? Pretty good. Uh, Yeah. I didn't notice any difference. Yeah, I did. I did when I woke up and I was like, oh my God, it's so late. Yeah, we, you know, we had like a morning commitment. And so we were, we had a meeting at church that morning that we had to get everybody out the door to. And so that, that 915 show up was now 815. Oh, right. And I went to bed real late. Right, right. And uh, even after Lou texted me at about midnight, we had friends over Saturday night and then about midnight, she said, text me from upstairs. She was like, it's daylight saving. And I was like, yeah. But I thought, I'm like having decompression. I'm having my, what do I call it? My, um, me time? My, uh, yeah, 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 me time. My introverted Steve likes his own time at the very end of a night sometimes. And I stayed up for another two hours. What did you do with that time? 2 a.m. 
researched some things, looked at YouTube videos on various topics, design stuff oh, that I was sure. interested in that we've been talking about. All right. I can just burn time. That's, you know, that's coming up soon. Once the snow goes away, that's when I'll start watching tree growth videos. This is what I do, the stuff that no one else in the house is interested in. Personal finance videos. Mm. Buy the dip, guys. I'm not sure if you heard, but we uh, averted disaster there on Friday. That bank, that Silicon Valley bank. I don't know anything about this. It suddenly went under. You know, I didn't watch the news for like almost two days. And then I was like, oh, no, and Bud Grant died. I know the legend. so sad. And my neighbor. Lives right around the corner. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, just very sad. I mean, a very beloved figure yeah. in the state of Minnesota. So, um, well, yeah, when you, when you bring prayers. that on the, on the heels of, you know, from a tactical standpoint, Adam Thielen, a longtime right, Viking, leaving, was released. Yeah. And then the legend, Bud Grant, passing yeah. away. Uh, um, just yeah, a it was lot. a tough Minnesota sports weekend. To say the very least, but this, this Silicon Valley Bank—it was like a bank that no one, well, m- most people had never heard of, but it was a very big bank, and what a big bank! And they had, um, they funded a lot of startups. They were Silicon oh, Valley right. Bank, so they started uh, funded a lot of those. And then, it, my generic understanding is, you know how I'm not sure if you heard, but interest rates have gone up quite a bit over the last year, and they're yep. trying to slow down inflation, so that can help to do it. However, based on how this bank had their money, right? Did they have it in bonds? Did they have it in cash? It was in something that each time that the interest rates went up, the the power of their money in whatever they had it invested in went down. And then suddenly it was like, oh my gosh, we're insolvent. We we can't, we, we got nothing. And so then the FDIC had to come in, take over the bank. But the concern was that one bank goes under does that actually reveal a problem that we haven't heard a bunch of other banks having? Mm. The FDIC stepped in. You've seen that FDIC insured up to $250,000. Of course. That means if you've deposited up to two hundred fifty dollars in the event of a bank failure, protected. the government will reimburse all of it. Now they've said they will reimburse all deposits as a oh, way wow. of trying to stem this from becoming, as they called it, a bank fail contagion where it goes to other banks. But... Yeah, weird yeah. times out there in the old... Yeah, seriously. We would have done that during Monday, Monday, but that segment got canceled. Sorry. Thanks, Twitter. Actually, it's B. Arthur. Studies okay. have shown that... Med- studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey. Hey, seven crimes that are less common during daylight savings. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Saving time 
You hear about this? <laughs> you hear about this? <laughs> you see this? So the sun sets an hour later, and one nice side effect is that of less crime. A study a few years ago found crime rates dropped 7% during daylight saving time. Hmm. So there was a home security system who just looked at property crime rates, specifically between 5 and 7 p.m. Nice! And these are a few crimes that tend to be less common when the sun sets later in the day. Okay. Robberies and muggings. Oh. Good news. That is good Here's news. a big one that's been a big problem lately. Stolen cars. Thefts of car parts. Yeah. Catalytic converters. You bet it. And just you as a public it. service... If you talk about catalytic converters, remember, it's not a Cadillac converter. So please make it less awkward on those of us who know. (laughs) And don't say that. Thank you. Uh, Thefts from buildings. Property damage. You bet it. Breaking into cars. That's big in my neighborhood. People on the next door app, people will be like, someone busted into my car last night. Mm. So many times you see it. Make sure when you, if you do have a garage. And you're running into the house, shut your garage door. Don't leave your car running. Mm. You don't know. These people are crafty. Well, mm-hmm. so, and shoplifting. Thank you. My question has long been, and I thought that this was interesting that this study was done. Because I, of my own accord, in my own brain, have thought about this and said it to no one. But I've thought about it on and off for about the last two months. Want to know what it is? Sure. Is there a seasonal dip in crime? in the Twin Cities, in the winter. And here's why I've thought of this. Your boy, Big Pappy, the Adonis, whatever you guys call me, I'm comfortable with all of them. It's usually like doofus. D-bag. Right, totally. <laughs> that tool. <laughs> uh, but let's say I step out on the porch at the end of the night to uh, let the dog out, so to speak. And I am like, oh my gosh, it's negative seven. The wind chill is 27 below. Is that... It must be a super effective deterrent of home invasions and particularly home robberies. Because now imagine, this is what I think. I think, would I want to move a TV right now out of this house? Absolutely not. It's so freezing. Criminals are still humans. They're they're doing bad things, but they're still humans, and the weather is still cold. And they're like, I want I don't want to be outside. I I don't know. Do because break-ins are, go down in the maybe, polar vortexy times? Maybe break-ins do, but I don't think car theft. And I think people take advantage of people warming up their cars and leaving them unattended. So I think that's a great that opportunity one makes to, sense. to hop in a car that somebody has, you know, warming up in their driveway. But the, uh, maybe I'd like to see crime statistics Let's if they're a, impacted by. Maybe we have a cop or a detective. Very that could cold call us. weather. Well, now we have to go. Oh, too late. Never mind. Send us an email. Uh, but yeah, I'd be so curious because you know what I mean? You know, when you get into your car and the first thing we all know, the cold car and you get into it and then you go <sighs> like it is so Freaking cold right now. Yeah, it's bad. Criminals feel that way, too. And so the last thing you're thinking, probably, is like, I want to go break into that store. Now, you just don't want to go outside at all. Right. You know, I have to say, I don't feel like I've, but once or twice this whole winter, got in my car and was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm so cold. Hmm. I feel like snow has superseded the... 
Certainly, that's been the story. Of cold. Yeah, yeah, they think by the end of today it'll be the seventh snowiest winter on record. We'll be at like eighty inches. Really? We're already at eighty. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of inches. We're gonna take a break. All right. Um, six five one six four one. What is what is our number? But don't call. There's nothing to call for. We'll come back with a segment. <laughs> Bye. Tide Cremation Services. You know, it is kind of odd to talk about end of life stuff like I do every day, but I'm glad that people in my family uh, are mature enough to sort of have that chat. My mom and has had that chat with my sister and me, and she had a chat with Lisa over at Crescent Tide and said, you know what? I want to prepay and pre-plan for a simple cremation for when it's my time because my son's a little weird and if I leave it up to him he'll probably have some weird ceremony that I wouldn't have approved of I want things done my way and you know what I'm even gonna pay for it so she did a pre-plan a prepay with Lisa over at Crescent Tide so when it is her time uh, she's gonna have things done her way and my sister and I don't even have to pay for it if that sounds like something you want to do for your family I encourage you to do what my mom did call Lisa over at Crescent Tide set up a meeting it's not just the pre-paying and the pre-planning, though. They always like me to tell you that uh, if you look at their Google reviews, you'll see that they come through for people in that time of grief, in that time of need. Check them out today, crescenttide.com. Hey, my talkers. Hi, I'm Mary T. Oh, we're back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, Rocco would normally be here today, but he took a little time off. Good for him, right? Yeah, he's in Montana. I'm so jealous. Ski trip in Montana. Uh, I just want to go hang out and like chill with some horses and some donkeys, man. I tell you what, the 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 more I said to you know I'm married. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And wow. And thank you. I know you reached out on March eleventh. Uh, to not only celebrate the beginning, the three year beginning of lockdowns, um, but also that March eleventh is the dating anniversary. Of Stephen Lou. So it was 23 oh. years ago that on my parents' back porch, I awkwardly asked her to be my girlfriend. <laughs> hey, Donna. How old were you? What the hell was that? So you actually said, will you go out with me and be my... Yeah, because I didn't know... What your status uh, was. On Stay by the Bell, they would always say like, will you go steady with me? And I was like, that feels Like 50s, weird. 1950s. Yeah. And so I think I I, I think I verbally process process that with her like ah it's sort of like weird like how you ask this but age will you be my girlfriend sixteen okay how'd you say it you just I said will I, you be my girlfriend yeah I think so but that was our twenty three year <clears throat> dating anniversary thank you for asking why am I bringing that up Not what sure. were you just talking about no 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 come on you were just talking about something I just said welcome back no but then there was something there was something something you said right there and then I was going to tell you something about. Lou, Lou, there was a thing. This is where Mike comes in. Son of a gun! Oh, boy. The big Z. I, I missed it, too. I don't know what you were... <laughs> Come on, go back in time. Oh, horse! Horse, yes. Oh. Horse and donkey, Oh, yes. horse and donkey. I love a donkey. I said to so Lou much. last night, at some point, I wonder if I might have to get you a pony. Because she is talking about horses so much. These last few years, she has had this sudden... Interest? I would say almost infatuation. When she watches them, she believes that they're just like such, they're so majestic. Yeah, when she goes to too. the state fair, she always wants to go to the horse barn. Me too. To just see them standing there and their beauty and their eyes and their mane and all this. And now she watches this show that I call Fuzzy Country Drama. What is it? Some Canadian show about a, they're living on a ranch and it's beautiful and it's been on for like 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there are horses in it. 
And I mean, she's always talking about how beautiful these horses are. How much is a horse? What if I rode home on a horse today? I would and said, suggest hey. you rent, not buy. <laughs> and you can't. Like resale? I have friends who rent horses for their daughters who ride and compete. Really? Yeah. I'll find out for you. No, no, no. no. Maybe I get Lila. Know. Maybe get Lila riding. And then your wife can get her horse fix. Yeah. And then Lila can. Or I don't look into my homeowners association. I purchase a horse. Mm. I say, hey, honey, can you go grab something on the patio downstairs that I must have left? She gets out, slides door open. <laughs> honey, I love you. Every kiss begins with K. With Oh, my gosh. Every kiss begins with nay. <laughs> that's a horoscope. Donna, that's how Stevie Boy is going to get his smooch on. I've got some Instagram um, horse. What do you call them? Horse fights? Accounts? Accounts. Account is the word I was looking for that I can pass on to you. Uh, I'm, yeah. It's an obsession. Horse. And horses don't just come like that. You know, you have to break them, they're wild animals. Yeah. They're crazy wild animals. I saw a video of a rodeo over the weekend. I tell you what, it was a thing I've never seen before. This guy comes out on this bull. This is true. This thing is, I'm going to show you, Donna. All right. I'm going to show you this because you think right now I'm lying. This guy comes out on a bull, everybody. And you're thinking, all right, here we go. We've seen this song and dance before. Mm -hmm. This bull. Eight seconds. Just under. Wow. But this bull goes airborne. (gasps) Oh. Both legs up at the same time. And this has to do with horses how? Uh, just more like, hey, a horse is a rodeo thing, kind of. <laughs> how about what this bull was doing? Son of a gun, I can't find All it. Right, well, this bull, Donna, story. imagine what? this. It goes to buck, right, to kick its butt up and try to get you off. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's upper legs. I think it did three jumps in a <gasps> row where this massive beast... Jumped into the air, all four legs off the ground. <gasps> and the audience at this rodeo, and they've seen a thing or two, right? If you're a rodeo person, you've seen a bunch of things happen at rodeos. And even the audience is like, whoa, like, are we are we seeing that? Wow. Samboni. Did he, did he nah, make it? Did he fall off? Uh, he did fall off, but just okay. under eight seconds. All and right. the bull was in the sky at one point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I don't that. think I've ever seen it either. I'm going to find the video. I'll show Looking you later. forward to it. Okay. Um, one other thing that I saw last night that had to do with mm, animals, kind of. The Little Mermaid trailer. Now, I think I was reading the Hollywood Reporter article about the Oscars this morning, and the guy who wrote it up was like, you know, that was kind of gross. Like, okay, ABC, we get it. You're owned by Disney. And so just coming out oh, and yes. throwing a commercial, a commercial at us. Yes, we were dying. But you know that. what? That's a cynical Hollywood Reporter guy writing that sure. article. And I am a father of four children who will be interested in seeing that movie. And yeah. so will I. And so sure. I thought, oh, I wonder how this is going to be. This is the live action remake. So uh, Melissa McCarthy is in this. Haley Berry mm-hmm. is in this. And uh, this kind of picks up, you know, the, what's his face? Uh, Eric? What's his, What's the prince's name? Doesn't matter. The prince from the boat has been rescued by Ariel, and now they're like on shore it after the whole good. shipwreck thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think it looks good, sounds good, too. and all that. Here's a little bit of the trailer. You broke the rules. Javier Bardem is her father. A man was drowning. I had to save him. This obsession with humans has to stop. I just want to know more about them. Child. Melissa I McCarthy. can help you. 
You can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself. Is that even possible? <laughs> It's what I live for. <laughs> And there's a lot of great visuals throughout yeah, this too. Yeah, stunning. On my TV, the colors were so vibrant. I thought, ooh, this looks good. Nice. about you seems different. I can't quite figure it out. She got legs, you idiot. <laughs> Sebastian. It gave me the feels. It gave me the feels last night. I kind of like this. Yeah. I've never seen The Little Mermaid. Oh, really? The animated, never. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh, that, don't see it then. Don't see the animated version. Go see this. Okay. Because then you'll, you'll be able to view it much lighter than everyone else who's Okay. Putting it right up against their childhood memory. Aww. But she sounds great. The vocals sound great. That doesn't make us enemies. Couple points where they're just in the ocean. This is going to sound stupid. This will largely, in retrospect, be considered a waste of airtime. But <laughs> when I watched Finding Nemo for the first time, for me, particularly, particularly in an animated movie, There can just be one scene that just seems the coloring is just right. There's something vibrant about it, and I just feel it feels magical to me. So I remember there's this early scene in Nemo around the reef that seems magical. There's a scene in Monsters, Inc. where they are walking down this street, and there are fall leaves behind them, and I'm like, that place looks so magical. And there's this scene where it looks like probably one of the big dance numbers, probably under the sea. And uh, all these, this sea life is around there, and the colors were so vibrant. And I just thought, it makes me feel like a kid again, where I'm like, I wish I could go into the screen now Mm. and live in that space for a little bit. That's beautiful. I thank you for saying what you didn't mean. I mean, no, (laughs) I, I get it. I get the feels every now and then. Dateline, the first 48. When they finally find the blood print on his shoe. You know what I did watch recently, if I may? Holy cow. Um, the Jared Fogle docuseries, oh, three-part. Oh, my God. That is extremely disturbing. Extremely, extremely disturbing. Especially knowing that I was sitting next to this guy. You probably have interviewed him, right? Just one time. The subway yeah, guy. he was so... Nice. Yeah, yeah. I asked how he gets, how he pays for Subway. If you go into a Subway, how are you paying? And he said that Subway gave him a reloadable card. Oh, sure. And they would just continually reload it. This is called Jared from Subway Catching a Monster. It premiered, I think it just premiered this last week, a week ago. And um, it's really good. I mean, I, I'm not going to say. Did you watch all three parts? I sure did. How long is each episode? Uh, under an hour, I would say. Streamer. Can't remember. Netflix, maybe. I think they're released uh, little by little, but because I had YouTube TV, I um, I watched it because it's on. Um, oh gosh, ID. ID and Discovery Plus. Right. So I don't have Discovery Plus. So I went to YouTube TV and then searched for it, and, and it, it kind up. of pulled it up on demand. So Interesting. There you go. But huh. wow, 
That was something else. Sorry, yeah. didn't mean to bring the room down. You did. I know. Um, we finished Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus as I try to bring a little back up. Some How many family seasons? friendly programming. Two. And then I guess it's not getting renewed for season three. So we were last night before we watched it, we said, guys, what's the final time that we're gonna watch a new episode of Mighty Ducks? It came out it first came out in twenty twenty, the first season did. And it hit during the pandemic, d- during the time when you were just home watching a lot right. of stuff. And it was really sweet. The first season was fun. It was nostalgic. It was self-aware. We really liked it. Then Emilio Estevez did not come back for the second season. He played Gordon Bombay, the coach. Um, you know, and it's set in Minnesota, too. You know, they're a Minnesota it's hockey great. team, which is fun. Uh, but this time they, they they travel. I think they go out to California. Josh Dumel from North Dakota, uh, Minnesota. We, we kind of claim him, too. Um, he's in this now, replacing kind of the role voided by... Emilio Estevez, and he was good. Lauren Graham was always great, so we enjoyed watching that. And then, real quick, a uh, another movie that we watched last night on or yesterday on Disney Plus. My son and I watched this; had never heard of it before. Saw it immediately, clicked on it, and it was pretty good. It's called Chang Can Dunk, and it's the story of this like five foot eight Asian American kid at a high school who you know. He's just funny, cool personality, quirky, but he's not the traditional jock. Got it. And the jock from the basketball team ends up sort of being interested in the girl that Chang likes. Yada, yada, yada. They get to this point where the guy's like, uh, I bet you I can dunk a basketball. And everybody laughs at him. And he's like, hey, here's the deadline. If I can dunk a basketball, I get this thing from you. You get this from me. Blah, blah, blah. So it feels very tropey for a while. And then you find the coach that's going to help him. But then the movie kind of has a false finish about an hour in where I was like, huh, this is interesting. Did, did an hour and 40 minutes already go by? I guess this kind of feels like the ending. feels a touch on the nose. And then there's a little bit of a plot twist in it that I didn't see coming. I mean, a, a Disney Plus sports movie style plot twist, but still a plot twist nonetheless. And uh, yeah, we thought it was we thought it was pretty solid. Moves pretty quick. Kind of a modern take on like the... Uh, you know, it, the other way, the, the way that we've seen this story before is like, take the nerdy girl and then it becomes a makeover right. at the end, yes, you know? exactly. And this one was, take the not typical male jock high school athlete. Um, Cute. Yeah, Where do you other. find it again? That was on Disney Plus. It's called Chang Can Dunk. That's cute. All right. Thank you. When we come back, guys, we have gone two hours and 42 minutes on the air with you without mentioning food Amazing. besides the hot dog fingers have everything everywhere all at once that doesn't count <laughs> so when we come back we will call our in-house cafeteria to find out the soup of the day that when we return on don and steve on my talk ladies and gentlemen at eleven forty-seven, you know it is now time for us to welcome back to the show donna valentine there she is with style and grace as always. <laughs> well, yeah. Did you ever used to do that at Honky Tonk? Uh, no, I don't think I did. No, you think never. You're weirder here than you were there, yeah? I mean, you're, you're, you've always been fun-loving and free-spirited and all that. But I'm a little weirder. I would bet you were a little more buttoned I, up over there. I would say you've rubbed off on me quite a bit. Thank you. So that does not come out as the compliment that I hope you intended it to be. <laughs> I brought you down. You know, I, 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 I am you down. kind of a weirdo, but um, yeah, you know, I'm in the workplace. So I should be a little more professional. <gasps> Thanks. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. All right. Um, 
Remember we were talking earlier about scams? Scam. I do. Yes. Nine billion dollars is how much we have been scammed in 2022. Well. Well, apparently this happened to one of our listeners who said the scam where they deposit money and then ask for it back happened to her. She said, I felt strange. And I talked to a friend and they were like, "Mm, there's something suspicious about this. You need to call the bank and ask them. So I did. And they told me it's absolutely a scam and you need to come in and shut down your account and open a new one because they have your bank numbers and we will lock it until you come in. So they'll they'll lock up your account immediately and then you have to come in and then start. What a hassle, huh? What a hassle off. I love it. I would like to give a shout out to two girls basketball teams. Okay. You know I'm a man of the community, oh, right? Of course. I've gone to multiple high school sporting events this year. I just feel that is rare for me, and I would like to become less and less rare. Um, I went to the Chaska Chanhassen high school football game. Fun. That was fun. Then I went to the Chaska rivalries, right? Oh yeah, neighbors. Wars, yeah. Not only that, there's something unique about the Chaska Chan rivalry, which is, and we are finding this out now as we're in that Eastern Carver County schools, that uh, a lot of these kids they go to school all the way through middle school together, and then, for instance, there are two middle schools in Chaska, Chaska East and West, and right now they're like the students that go there. Some of them already know, like, oh, yeah, and I'm going to Chan High School. And then the others, yeah, I'm going to Chaska High School. Hmm. And point is, they spend a lot of time in these different elementary schools and middle schools being with each other. And then in high school, they very often go their separate ways, which makes the rivalry all the more personal. Sure. And maybe maybe friendly deep down at its core, but in the heat of the battle, probably more intense as well. So I went to Chaska Chan High School game as well this Friday. This past Friday, my son had uh, informed me that the Chaska girls basketball team was in the section finals, which is you win it, you go to the state tournament, which That's is happening so this week. And it was happening at Chaska High School, so right up the street. And we were like, sweet, all right, let's go. So uh, Grayson and I and Lila and Adeline and I, the four of us, went up for the game. And Chaska was 27-1 and going into this game, uh, an incredible wow. regular season that they've had. And they were going against another rival, Eden Prairie. And Eden Prairie pulled off quite the upset. Really? In Chaska's home gym, they ended up winning by 18 points. When I got there, you want to talk about a bad luck charm? I get there, Chaska's winning 18 to 12. Uh-oh. They end up losing 60 to 42. Whoa. And uh, yeah, Eden Prairie got hot and they looked good. And so it was uh, it was sad to see the season end. And then you see these kids on the sideline. You know, just the emotion when you know your season is done and you came so close to states, but you're also looking back on like what you went through and then your high school career for many of them is coming to a close as well. There's a lot of emotion. High school sports at that level is a pretty, pretty cool thing to watch. So um, shout out to Chaska, their girls basketball team on a wonderful regular season and shout out to Eden Prairie. Um, and hopefully they represent well at States, which That's are this awesome. week. And you can watch that coverage on 45 TV. That is a shameless plug that I am not getting paid for. Company guy. Come down for Moose Soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can't be.
both pretty hungry for a good soup, and we both yep, work. Cheers, Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey. Hey. Boo. Happy Monday, dude. What's going on? Good thing to get that weekend out of the way so we can get back to the grind. Am I right? Uh, that sounds terrible. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we need two pieces of information from you. Let us begin with what is the soup? The soup is a savory beef and rice. Yes, King. Yes, yes. King. Now, Donna hates beef because she's not a big fan of things that are yummy. But I like that. <laughs> Help Donna out. What's the entree? Uh, chicken Caesar wrap. Oh, okay, that's good. salad. Okay, that sounds yep. good. Hey, uh, Donna worked out yesterday. Uh, hey, nice work. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, I, I worked out um, early Nobody this cares. morning. Okay. <laughs> See, I mean, this is, he's you. He is the male version of you. <laughs> okay, he's all right. not too far off, actually. All right, all right Brian, thank it. you. Bye. You're our hero. Okay. All right, I don't know. I was trying. If we're at the new. point where Brian is our hero, I mean, he's 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 not even a chef. Us. He's a chef. I don't know. He was sort of dodgy when we asked him. Like if I if I said, you know, held him at Nerf gunpoint and said, "Hey, show me the papers that say that you went to culinary school or whatever." He's probably running some kind of a scam, but that's okay. Get it while you can. <laughs> whatever, man. Fake it till you make Listen, it. Listen, whatever he's making, he's really good at. That beef savory soup is going to be right. Mm, it's too bad. <sighs> Why? Just have it. I'm not going to have that. It's not going to like change your health outlook, Donna. Uh, no, but it might make me sick because my body might be like, what is this? This Foreign tastes good. Object. We're not used to flavor. Uh, whatever. This anyway. meat hasn't been boiled. Rejecting. Rejecting. Uh, hey, Zamboni, how yeah. are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, how was your weekend? Oh, it was wonderful. I got to see my grandma for the first time in a oh, couple months. So oh, that really? was great. Yeah. Where does grandma live? Down in Mankato, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yep. That makes sense. How old oh. is grandma? She is 90. We just celebrated wow. her 90th birthday oh, a couple months gosh. ago. Yeah. Oh, my and gosh. Is she in good health? She's doing all right. Yeah. Okay, she's, good. She's doing her thing. When's That's the last great. time you called your grandma, Steve? Um, I talked with my one grandma on the phone last week. Okay, good. And then I also sent a video and a text message to my other grandma. Can she open it? Wow. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is our ageism portion. Yeah, that is my, that is my, uh, we call her Graham Boo. That's my Graham Patterson. That woman, she is, she's going to be turning 90 and she is Aww. as sharp as a tack. I mean, she is so smart, Good. but she's also very wise. There's a difference between intellect and wisdom. Right. She's yeah. very intellectual, very smart on a variety of topics, is very well read, but she also has like grandma life wisdom nuggets that Love she it. passes on to us that are really, really meaningful. Can you give us an example? Um, off the top of my head, she, I remember a time at Christmas when she was talking all about how so many different things will happen to you in your life, the ups and the downs and all of that kind of stuff. But what what we have right now is our family and that allow that to be of central focus and importance for you. That'll always be the most important thing is the family that you have. The jobs come, the jobs go. Love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. I like that. I'm kind of trying to think more that way Yeah. as well. Like not miss uh, milestones. I have a niece who's getting married and she has a bridal shower. I'm like, should I go? Yes, of course I should go. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Going. You're not going to regret go that. Going. Yeah. Thank you for your wisdom, Steve. Donna, I'm going to go get some beef soup now. All right. Mike, bye. take the rest of the day. Oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. Yeah, All right. Bye, everyone.